shielded my eyes from the sun, and then I saw him, a teenage boy, wearing jeans and a yellow t-shirt. He was standing over the falls, right on the edge, staring straight down, down to the jagged black rocks below the falling water. He took a step forward. My heart stopped. I realized what he was about to do. The Dead Girlfriend by R.L. Stein. The first time I ever saw Jonathan Morgan, he terrified me. I probably should have known then to stay away. There was danger here, danger and fear. I think I knew then that Jonathan meant trouble. But a person doesn't always listen to these signals, <laughs> at least I didn't. Before I knew it, I found myself trapped by Jonathan, caught up in his sadness, in his mystery. A mystery that began with murder. It all started on a beautiful warm day in late April. I had bored my brother Kenny's bike and went riding. I wanted to explore Shockland Falls, our new home. Kenny's bike was a clunky BMX, heavy and slow, but my own 21 speed had been stolen just before we moved, so what choice did I have? Bike riding is my passion. I love the rush of wind against my face, the total freedom of it. Dad and Mom were still unpacking cartons. You just don't realize how much stuff a family of four owns until you move to a new town. Anyway, I took off on Kenny's bike, impatient to get away and explore Shockland Falls. It was the first really warm spring day, and the afternoon sun felt hot on my back. My hair, which is long and blonde, was flying in the breeze. The air smelled so sweet. All down my street, the dogwood trees had blossomed. It was like riding under majestic white arches. So pretty and unreal. It didn't take long to explore Shockland Falls. It's a very small town. The community college where Mom and Dad are going to teach next semester is at one end. Then come quiet streets, lined with small, nice-looking houses. And in the middle is a small shopping district. Two-story buildings, mostly, a two-screen movie theater, a bank, and a post office. How much else? I rode slowly past the small shops. For a Saturday afternoon, the town wasn't very crowded. I think most people were home doing spring cleaning, working on their gardens and yards. I was saving the best part of my tour for last. I hadn't seen the famous falls yet, so I headed towards them. Mrs. Pratt, the real estate agent who sold us our house, couldn't stop raving about how beautiful and spectacular they were, cascading straight down from a sheer cliff like a steamy white curtain into the wide Monohonka River below. She said it was as pretty as Niagara Falls, except much smaller, of course, and you could see the town from up at the top. I followed Main Street past the shopping district and soon found myself in the fancy part of Shockland Falls. Big houses with teams of gardeners out working in the yards, planting beds of flowers. Then the big houses gave way to woods. The trees were still mostly bare, the spring leaves just beginning to open. I found the bike path Mrs. Pratt had described. It curved through the woods, climbing higher as it went, becoming steeper and steeper as it made its way up through the thick trees. 
After ten minutes, I found myself at the top. I kept pedaling. The woods were all to my right now. To my left, the steep cliff edge. A sheer drop to black rocks below. I slowed down. There was no guardrail or anything. At some points, the dirt bike path came within a foot or two of the cliff edge, and the path was really twisty. I heard the falls before I saw them. Then suddenly the path curved, and the falls were right in front of me. They were dazzling. The white water fell straight down, sparkling like a million diamonds, splashing back up in a shimmery white mist. Looking down, I could see the wide brown river flowing between green banks. Beyond, I could see the town, tiny like a miniature. I slowed to a stop. The bike path ended abruptly at a tall pile of grey granite rocks. I shielded my eyes from the sun, and then I saw him—a teenage boy, wearing jeans and a yellow T-shirt. He was standing over the falls, right on the edge. I gasped and gripped the handlebars. He was staring straight down, down to the jagged black rocks below the falling water. Still staring straight down, he took a step forward. My heart stopped. I realized what he was about to do. I jumped off my bike and raced towards him. The boy's expression changed from surprise to confusion. He jammed his hands into his jeans pockets and moved toward me. He was tall and very handsome, really tanned, with striking green eyes. Oh, I thought you were someone else. And he smiled. I think I fell in love with him then, or something like that. It's impossible to explain. I was so embarrassed about shouting to him like that. I'm sorry. I thought you were gonna. What? I saw you at the edge. And... <laughs> you thought I was gonna jump. His smile faded, and his eyes burned into mine. I nodded. I could feel my face turn red. I'm just waiting for someone. Looks like they're not coming. I, I've never been up here before. You go to Shockland High? Oh, I'm starting Monday. We just moved here from Ohio. I'm Annie Kiernan. Jonathan Morgan. Hi. Hi. He shook my hand, very formal, and grinned. I loved the way the wind blew through his hair, but I should have seen the sadness in those green eyes. I should have asked him why he was standing right on the cliff edge like that, staring down so intently into the crashing waters. But of course, I didn't. It's so awesome up here. Yeah, it is. It sounds so ordinary. I mean, it's okay, but it's nothing special. You don't expect to find something like this. Jonathan's eyes were on the woods behind me. I, uh, I left my bike up there. Wait, wait here. I'll get it. You like to bike ride? Yeah, yeah, a lot. He disappeared behind the pile of granite rocks. I wrapped my arms around my chest and stared out at the town below. What a fabulous spot! I thought. I knew I'd be riding my bike up there often. I suddenly wondered if I'd be riding it beside Jonathan. I had this silly idea that we were fated to meet up there, like an old black and white romantic movie. Maybe I'll ask him to go riding next weekend or something. I thought. I saw him coming back, walking a sleek black racing bike. No, he must have a girlfriend. He's too good-looking not to. He said he was meeting someone up there. Now he leaned his bike against one of the big stones and walked toward me. So, you just moved here? Yeah, my parents are going to teach at the community college. Weird time to move in the middle of the school year. Oh, tell me about it. <laughs> Changing schools and everything—it's horrible. You a senior? Junior. Have you met anybody yet? Of kids, I mean. Just you. 
Then I, I guess I should show you around or something. I could give you a bike tour of Shockland Falls. That'll take a minute or two. Well, I've sort of had a bike tour. The minute I said that, I regretted it. He was offering to ride around with me, and I told him no. What a jerk I am. I could feel my face redden again. I'll introduce you to some Shockland kids. I have this friend. He's my best buddy. I mean, he's... He's a total dork, but he's my best buddy. Actually, he's a wild man. You'll like him. Great. I mean... His name's Caleb. Caleb Dorsey. Caleb's parents have to work every Friday night, so we all get together at Caleb's and have, you know, like a party, you know? Every Friday night, it's great. Gets pretty wild sometimes. Oh, sounds great. So, would you like to go with me Friday night? To Caleb's, I mean. You mean, like a date? Uh, yeah, like a date. Sure, I'd love to. Great. Um... Look, I've got to go now. Oh, me too. The sun had dipped behind the wide white cloud. The air grew chillier. We made our way across the dirt to get our bikes. I was feeling really good. The first boy I'd met in Shockland Falls, a really great-looking guy, had asked me out. Not a bad start, I thought. Jonathan picked up his bike and walked it over to me. Then we headed around to the other side of the big rocks where I had left mine. To my surprise, the bike was standing up, tilted against a rock. I remembered letting it fall when I went running over to Jonathan. Strange, I thought. When I got to the bike, I got my second surprise. Whoa! Hey, what's going on? What's up? Uh, oh, I don't believe it. Look at this. Both my tires have been slashed to pieces. I don't believe this. I don't get it. Oh. There's no one else up here. I gazed up at him. His eyes were narrowed on the woods, as if searching for someone there. But the woods were empty. Shuddered. Kenny's gonna kill me. Who's Kenny? My little brother. It's his bike. I'll help you walk it home. Oh, that's okay. I no, can... here, take my bike. I'll walk yours. This is so dumb. I mean, who would do this to me? I mean, who would climb all the way to the top of the falls just to wreck some stranger's bike? Jonathan didn't reply. His mood had changed so quickly it frightened me. We followed the path down through the woods. It seemed to take forever to get down to the street. All the way, Jonathan kept his eyes lowered to the ground, his jaw clenched. Was he angry at me? I was totally confused. It didn't make any sense. When we reached Main Street, it was nearly evening, and the air was cool. I live on Edgevale. Okay. Hey, Jonathan! We turned back to watch a girl ride up on a sleek red bike wearing an oversized blue and white Shockland High t-shirt with a big S on the front. She had curly red hair, which cascaded down her shoulders like a waterfall, and a face full of freckles. Her blue-gray eyes were flashing him a warm smile. Hey, Jonathan, hi. Ruby. What's happening? Bike trouble. Oh. <laughs> uh, this is Annie. Annie, uh... Kiernan. Annie Kiernan. That's my bike he's pushing. I mean, it's my brother's. Oh, I'm Ruby Bonds. Ruby tossed her red hair behind her shoulders and quickly turned her attention back to Jonathan. I wasn't sure she'd even looked at me. Ruby, where have you been? Up the falls? Uh-uh. No way. I've just been riding around. I've been cooped up all day helping my mom with spring cleaning. So I wanted to get a little exercise. You see Dawn today? No, I'm going over there tonight. Annie just moved here. Oh, to your bike. Somebody cut the tires. I really can't believe it. Oh. Ruby flashed Jonathan a look. Something was going on between the two of them, but I couldn't figure out what. Was Ruby the person Jonathan was waiting to meet up at the falls? If she was, 
Why didn't he ask her why she hadn't turned up? I decided he had to be waiting for someone else. I had the feeling that Jonathan didn't like Ruby. She kept smiling at him, but I couldn't tell how she felt about him. I, I gotta go. Oh, watch out for Jonathan, really. He's dangerous. A real dangerous guy. Ruby! Later! She's weird. She's only kidding about me, you know. Ruby and I are old pals. Yeah, I could tell she was joking. But I wasn't so sure. She hadn't looked as if she were joking. She'd looked very serious. Was she really warning me to stay away from Jonathan? Was he really dangerous? What a crazy idea. I glanced once again at Jonathan. He looked perfectly okay to me. Better than okay. With those wild green eyes and that dark tan skin. I don't care, I thought. A short while later, we were standing at the foot of my driveway. Thanks for walking me home. That's okay. Sorry about your bike. You want to come in or something? Uh, no, thanks. I've got to get home. I'll see you in school on Monday. Yeah, great. Nice meeting you. And, and don't forget about Friday night. Oh, don't worry, I won't. I'm looking forward to it. I watched him ride away and turned to drag Kenny's bike up the driveway. But then I stopped. Someone on a bike was waiting at the corner under the shadows of a tall hedge, waiting for Jonathan. I stepped back to see who it was. Ruby. As he drew near, she pedaled out of the shadows. They talked for a moment, close together, side by side on their bikes. Then they rode off together. What's going on here, I wondered. What exactly is going on? <laughs>